Welcome to the SEO Happy Hour Podcast with We Do Web Content. Listen up, marketers and small business owners. If you're looking to get a better grasp on understanding how to use proven digital marketing techniques to grow your business, you're in the right place. On our SEO Happy Hour Podcast, our team will teach you the proven techniques we use with our clients and interview the industry experts on marketing, SEO, content, social, and more. Grab a drink and a seat, and here is your host, Alex Valencia. What's happening, friends? Welcome to another episode of SEO Happy Hour. I'm super stoked to have my friend and my sensei here with me, where we're going to be talking about jujitsu, we're going to be talking about business, and most importantly, we're going to be talking about the topic I've been telling you about, which is loving the promise, but not the process. And this guy is the ideal depiction of following the process to get exactly what you want and seeing the promise from it. Welcome, my friend and sensei, Yaniv Rosenbrunn. Hey, what's Berg, up, brother? Yaniv Rosenberg. What's up, guys? Uh, great. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks, you man. are a, not only a friend, but but mm-hmm. someone I like to follow and, and learn from daily. Not only is Yaniv my sensei in the mornings, but he's been training my children jujitsu at nights four to five days a week for almost six months now. And I tell you, it has changed them tremendously. In not only physically but emotionally and mentally and we're gonna be touching on that on why jujitsu is so important for the mind body and and for us men especially businessmen who who we focus so much on life and bringing home the bread and trying to provide and, and sometimes we pull back and, and don't allow for ourselves and then jujitsu allows you to actually forces you to humble yourself and leave everything behind and just be present. I personally I have that issue as far as uh, you know being present in certain situations, but nothing like jujitsu to make me present, get me pumped and get me going for, for the day. We trained this morning at 7 a.m. and it was an awesome class and I owe a lot to Sensei because of it. So uh, you know with that said, Sensei, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and how you got started? Okay. Well, guys, my name is Yaniv Rosenberg. I'm originally from Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, my father was a tank commander. Um, I grew up around war. Um, we left right after Desert Storm. So when I was a kid, um, I was growing up in like high stress situations. Um, during like around 1990, 91, you would be walking down the street and then all of a sudden you hear an alarm, you know, like a super loud alarm going off and you had five minutes to get into a bunker. Um, when you got into that bunker, you had to put on a gas mask and you just sit there and wait, and then you would hear like F-16s, F-15s take off and trying to go into battle. Um, I saw when we were at home and the war was going on, my dad would leave his M-16 on the wall, and when he got the call, he would go and deploy, and we didn't know if we were gonna see him again. Um, so that, that that's how it started. That's how it all started. Um, we started doing martial arts when we were young, my brothers and I. And then once we moved to the States, I continued doing martial arts. Um, first, when we moved to America, well, we had no money. So I grew up in bad neighborhoods, and um, I had to fight a lot. Here's this uh, Jewish kid growing up in like bad neighborhoods, and I had to fight all the time. I didn't even know why I was fighting, but you know, people kept uh, trying me you know, and bullying me, I guess what you would say these days. Um, so I grew up in a family where you took no, 
don't know, you're allowed to say shit. But yeah, you can say shit. Yeah, okay. You took, no, <laughs> you took no shit and you had to handle your business. Um, and that's how I started. My brothers and I kept training. Uh, I did Muay Thai kickboxing. I did Western boxing. I've done Aikido. I've done knife fighting. I'm a Krav Maga expert on hand-to-hand combat. And then um, how I specifically I started jujitsu was um, in 2007, 2008, I did uh, like an MMA fight. And it was one of those amateur MMA fights um, or like those backyard MMA fights. And I was just a beast. Um, going a little bit before that, I also played football. I played college and semi-pro football. I played college football in College of San Mateo in California. And I was a linebacker and I played fullback. So I was just, I had all this aggression, man. I used to like, all my pain from throughout growing up, you know, I put it out, you know, through physical means. And then I played uh, semi-pro and then I tore my knee. And that was it. So actually after that, I started going down the wrong route. Before I get into the jiu-jitsu, I started going down the wrong route. And I got into the wrong things. And my father, who was my mentor, he said to me, you need, he says, do something you love. He says, I didn't bring you to America to end up dead or in prison. I brought you here to have a better life. Good advice. And the only reason I went to college was because um, to play football. But now I lost my football scholarship from fighting. Then I played semi-pro and I tore my knee. And I told my dad, I said, the only thing I love to do is fight, work out, and play football. He says, we can't play football no more. He goes, why don't you teach people what you know? So I never really saw myself as a teacher, you know? So I said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. I dropped all the bad things I was doing. I was making a lot of money. And I moved back to my parents' house and started working for $7 an hour. Uh, Minus taxes, it was like five. And I got bullied around by the manager. The guy had like the short man syndrome. (laughs) You know what I mean? And um, I had to keep my mouth closed, put my head down, and and I had a vision. Now fast forward, um, within about one year, I became one of the top trainers in the country. And I decided to open up the academy. And originally it was called Cray Fitness because we specialize in fitness. And I took out a loan, um, 25 grand. And I left the gym where I was working at. It was 24 hour fitness. I left the gym and I opened up my own. I had zero clients. And every morning I would wake up five in the morning with flyers in my hand and go from business to business, you know, leaving flyers in their doors introducing myself, telling people I train them for free, whatever they want, martial arts, fitness, whatever, just to get people to know me. So just grinding, man, day in and day out. Um, 2006, I lost my mentor, my dad, and that was like one of the hardest times of my life. Um, Also, I got married a year before that. I already had a kid coming. Then I had another kid. Um, so guys, I had actually had four kids in three and a half years. <laughs> I look at my wife, she gets pregnant. So guys, I come yeah, home. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> come home, I look one way, she looks the other. So we don't end up with too many kids. But anyway, so man, like life was hard, brother. I had all these kids and I lost my dad. And then 2007 came along and our economy started crashing. Yep. Brother, like I had anxiety. I was thinking about my pops. I had all these new kids. I don't know anything about being a dad. I got two kids in like a year and a half. And I got one more on the way. And um, I said, man, I got to I gotta do something. So I said, man, let me go get into this MMA thing. So I do this amateur MMA fight. I beat the shit out of the guy. The fight goes on the ground. 
the guy takes my back and chokes me out. Man, that was like the lowest point of my life. Now, here I am, this huge guy, you know, like super powerful, super athletic, knows how to fight, but I don't know jiu-jitsu. And this wasn't like a regulation fight where, you know, like I weighed 185, he weighed 185. This was just like two guys who knew how to fight. Right. Fought. Just his style was jiu-jitsu and mine was kickboxing and boxing and, and Krav Maga. Right. He chokes me out and I go, damn, man, what the fuck was that? And he goes, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So immediately, you know, like, I got to start searching and signed up for my first class. I took the black belt I have, threw it in the garbage, almost <laughs> and started uh, training jiu-jitsu full-time, um, two times a day, every day, and started competing, and that's how the whole thing started. That's awesome. That's a great story. And you can tell by Yaniv's story how process came before process. Promise. How process came before promise. He was training two days, two day, two two twice a day, twice a day. five days, five six Sometimes times a week, seven days a week, seven days a week to get where he is. You got your black belt in what seven years? Something like that, yeah. Seven years, and that was when we fall. Sometimes a lot of us like to stay down. Well, obviously Yaniv and, and a lot of us, we got back up. He got his ass whooped and said. What is it that did that? What brought me down? Let me learn that. Let me grow from that, right? Let me use that as ammunition to continue growing myself. And the same thing has to go for your business. You, you know, you're going to make investments and you're going to fall and you're going to fail. But you got to get back up because there's so much opportunity and there's so much knowledge out there. We were just talking about how many podcasts and information that, that's out there that can, you can benefit from to help lift yourself up. Man, that's a great story. I love training with you. Um, what, what, how do you think, how do you see jiu-jitsu helping, you know, businessmen, men? Because a lot of the guys you train, you, you do, you know, private training. You have a lot of the guys that come into the gym that, you know, are professional men, some dads. You know, how do you think their life is changing because of it? So, first, before I get into that, I just want to say, you know, since you just brought up the process, um, when I started training jiu-jitsu, after about a year and a half, my teacher left back to Brazil. I had no teacher anymore, so I had to find a new teacher. And there was jiu-jitsu schools all around, um, but I wanted to train with the best. So I found a school in South Beach. Now at that time, I lived in Coral Springs, which is about an hour away from right. everybody listening. Um, I had three kids, I had a business, and but I wanted to train at a competition school where I can push myself and go compete and show my talent, you know, and get challenged. And I would drive one hour a day there, train for two hours, okay, get changed, whatever, and then train an hour back and still find a way to be with my family and run my business properly. So, you know, like, if you really want something, you're going to find a way to do it. If you, you know, like, if, if there is excuse, you know what I mean? Like, if you just kind of want something, you're going to find every excuse not right. to do it. You know, like, you're going to, and you, and you can make it legit. You can be like, oh, well, you know, it's too far or it's too long or it's too whatever. But you know what I mean? That's you bullshitting yourself. There is no excuse in life, man. You know, like, people ask me how I do it, you know, like, different things. There's just, I just do it. You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, man, sensei, you know, like, how do you have five kids, run this big academy, you know, compete, do everything that you do? And I was like, man, I was like, I don't think about it. I just do it. Because if I start thinking about it, I'm going to be suffering from major depression and anxiety. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, trying to figure out how to feed all these people and 
everybody comes to me with all their problems and all these things, man, forget about it. You got to just look at what you need to do and just go do it. It's really right. that simple. So now going back to what you were saying is how does it benefit? So as I told you, told you guys in 2008, you know, everything was crashing. My father died, was my mentor. I had two kids and a kid on the way. And I got my ass whooped in the MMA match. Like everything wrong that could be wrong happened. You know, business is bad. Everything was bad. And you'll see today, even if you guys go on Google and you put Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, you put that term and then click images. There's a bunch of people that get this tattoo all over their body. And you can, or if you do the Google search, you can see their stories. How Jiu-Jitsu helped them. And so, first of all, I want to say Jiu-Jitsu saved my life. Nice. And, and, and it continues day in and day out to help me beat depression, anxiety, bills, uh, marriage, kids, everything, man. Like, if I'm having a hard day, my wife says, man, go train. Because if I don't train, I turn into a monster. You know what I mean? Um, because what happens is life is like a cup, right? So... You wake up in the morning, you do what you got to do, you go to work, your cup starts filling up. You get to the office, you get these emails, you get customers who are not happy, you get whatever it is that's going on. Uh, your wife calls you, breaking your chops, whatever it is might be happening in life. It's called life. So your cup gets full, and the fuller it gets, the more anxiety you get and the more depressed you get. But you don't really know how to express it. You got to put this bullshit smile on your face, you know what I mean, and just kind of like go with the flow. But then people go into vices. They go into drugs, they go into drinking, they go into porn, they go into eating they go into many different things where because they have no release and that's how they release their stress but i found jujitsu you know and going back to how i grew up and, and the martial arts i did they were all aggressive they're like go 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 you know defeat defeat take over you know what i mean um where jujitsu taught me to lay back you know step back relax breathe stay calm under pressure Everything is cool. No matter what's happening, breathe. You know what I mean? Find the angle. Don't panic. You know what I mean? Like, so in life, you know, we try to use strength. Like, you know what? I'm going to sue that guy. Or I'm going to, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to fight this for that. No, man. Calm down. My first jiu-jitsu instructor, you know, he had really bad English. He goes, relax, relax. <laughs> Basically saying relax. Like, right. calm down. Calm down. And, and when you start learning to calm down, everything becomes easier. You know, you start seeing things in a different angle. You start seeing different perspectives. And you just start going with the flow. So if someone's coming at you hard, instead of coming at them hard, you know what I mean? You just redirect. You're flowing. It's all about energy. You know what I mean? Like, everything changes. So that's that's to me before, like, when people call Team Crave and say, hey, we're interested in training, their first reason they, they want to learn is because they want to learn self-defense or how to fight or, or get in shape. But once I get to meet them, before they sign up, I let them know that that's going to be the easiest part to teach them is how to fight and get in the shape. You know, what my biggest goal is to teach you how to overcome yourself. And that's what jiu-jitsu has taught me. Exactly. Wow, what an awesome metaphor for life, for business, for everything. I mean, it's true. Um, I myself am a true testament to, to jiu-jitsu helping my life. I have friends that, you know, I started training with, but, you know, I quit and didn't continue. I didn't follow the process as I should have or would have wanted to, but... Here we are today, right? You can't look back and have any regrets. I'm training now, but it is a true testament. A couple of my friends are continuously training, and now brown belts. Some of them headed for black belts, just like Sensei. And and I want to touch on that. On, on you said vices, right? You know, as men and and humans, we we fall 
so easily into temptation and those vices. Jiu-Jitsu is definitely one of those things where it humbles you so much. It's, if you're going to put your energy into something, put it into something positive that's not only going to help you, but it's going to guide you through life. And, and Jiu-Jitsu has not only done that for me. Obviously, if you do those Google searches, it's done it for Sensei. But it's, you know, we, we tend to fall into those vices or, you know, some men fall in and say, hey, you know, I can't handle the stress. I'm going to just work harder. Well, that's not always the answer either because now you're pulling away from those other resources and those other positive things in life like family. Right? There, everything's a balance. And Jiu-Jitsu teaches that as well, that balance. But I love the, how you said it where it's like, you know, life comes at you. Jiu-Jitsu in a physical form tells you, I got to change that angle. I've got to relax. I've got to breathe. I can't go so hard. I got to slow and, and pull back and, and wait for that person to come at you. And, and you know, physically, I'm still kind of learning that myself. But when you think of it in, in the essence of, of life and everyday life, it, it makes true sense. So I'm so thankful for it and uh, thankful for Yaniv. Not only are you a spiritual guy, but he's, he's an honest guy. You've got to see how this guy, um, since he talks to the children and teaches them, right? Um, it said, you know, you can't raise a kid alone. It takes a village. Man, I'm so glad this guy's part of my village, helping my children and, and all the other children that are there. There's always a lesson, a positive lesson on, you know, help your parents, respect your parents. If you're going to do something, do it at 100%. You know, if, you're, if you have to be present, right, you know, sometimes you get to, to class and you don't want to be there, but you have to be there. So you might as well give 100% when you're there. And not only are my children learning from that, but his, his own and some of the other people. So with that said, um, you know, thanks again. What, do you, what are two of your favorite moves? What are your go-to moves? My go-to moves. So every fight starts standing up. So you have two options. You can take the guy down or you can pull guard. So most people throughout their game, they, they, they see what they choose. And actually, you kind of see personalities in that. Um, the guy who likes takedowns, in general, is a little bit more um, aggressive. You know, he wants to impose his will. The guy who likes to pull guard, usually he's more technical. You know, he wants to pull you into his guard and then sweep you or submit you from there. Um, so when I first started, I loved takedowns. You know, again, I wanted to dominate. But the more I got into jiu-jitsu and the more I learned like what it's about, it wasn't just about dominating, it actually became an art. You know, it's a way I express myself. So sometimes I do takedowns, sometimes I pull guard, you know, sometimes on purpose I let the guys do certain things to me so I can work myself out of it. Um, but specific moves, um, I love doing this uh, move, it's called the collar drag. Um, that's where I do a takedown. And I basically grab the collar, I step outside and I trip the guy and take him down. And I love, if I'm at tournament, I like to do knee on bellies. Basically, it's just putting a lot of pressure on the guy. And, you know, you're talking about characters, you know, like this is how you see the guy's true character. So when you'll get guys coming to the gym and they're all jacked up, they work out every day, they think they're hard. You put a little bit of knee on the belly on them and you see their true character. <laughs> they start tapping and, you know, moaning and all this other stuff. And so I love that. And I like knee on the neck too. That puts a lot of pressure. Uh, and then I also like, uh, on the bottom, I like to do like omoplatas and triangles and things like that. Awesome. Those. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, those and, are great moves. Knee on belly is absolutely brutal. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, you know, like you're, this podcast, you know, about the, is about the process, right? So, I was uh, speaking to my wife last night, you know, um, we're looking to buy a home. And 
this realtor that I use, this guy is just a beast. You know, he, shout out to my boy Patrick, the <laughs> realtor. Um, this guy, man, I can literally call him at three in the morning. He'll answer the phone and do a search for you. Wow. He, this guy is just on point. Yeah, I mean, there's no bullshit. And when I tell you, man, like, you know, like, realtors, they get 3% of a sale, right? <coughs> Average. So whatever, you buy them, you know, a half a million dollar home, they're making $15,000, right? So you think, oh, man, that's a lot of money just for showing me a house or whatever, right? Bullshit. I'll tell you what, for any good realtor out there, I salute you. It's the most pain in the ass job. Oh, yeah. Ever. Ever. And, um, <coughs> get some water, brother. Here you go. So it's the it's the most it's the most pain in the ass job. This guy runs around for months, you know what I mean, trying to figure out what people really want and find what fits their families and so on and so right. on. And finally, until you know the customer finds something. So there's somebody <coughs> there's somebody close to my family, who's an extended family member who's a realtor. And wife says wife says. Why don't we use them? I don't want to call them names, you know? Hopefully they won't hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use them. I said, hell no. I said, they don't believe in the process. Right. You know what I mean? They they just they just want the commission. The promise. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just want the promise. You know, this man day in and day out. You know what I mean? Dealing with my shit. Dealing with my wife's shit. You know what I mean? Running around all around towns trying to figure out, like, what is it these people want? Because we don't really know what we want right. until, you know, you're trying to figure it out. And, and and I told my wife, I said, you know, that's the freaking problem. Because, you know, like, family members started talking, like, oh, you know, we should have used the family. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I said, there's two things. Number one, this guy, this guy's willing to put in the work, which you ain't. And number two is also loyalty. You know what I mean? This guy's been with me for a long time. And I know he's going to do good work just because the guy's your family. Right. My, he's gonna probably take you for granted. Like, oh, you know, you know what, Alex, man, I'll catch you next time or whatever. Hey, you mind if? No, man, I don't. This is business right now. You exactly. Know? Yep. So, you know, like everybody, you know, like um, my, my my teacher, you know, would say he's like, you know, like guys, I want to be champion. You know, we, you know, like I'll go compete all around the country. And says, man, like sweating is not enough, man. You gotta bleed for it. You gotta bleed, man. You gotta like, you 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 gotta be willing to put it, everything out on the table. You know what I mean? It's sacrifice. You know, and then maybe. Maybe you will get that. And, you know, um, and it's all about timing, too. Sometimes, you know, these guys that are listening, you know, they might say, well, you know what, man? I'm not just sweating. I'm bleeding. I'm doing everything, and and it's not happening. It ain't your time. Exactly. Timing's everything. You're right. It ain't your time. time. You know, like, for me, you know, like, I I bring God a lot into the picture. But I tell guys, you know, maybe you don't believe in God. Maybe you believe in nature. Whatever it is you believe in, and whatever it is, I'm happy for you. But, you know... Whatever it is, maybe it's just not your time yet. Maybe next month will be your time, but you're right about to quit, and now you're going to lose your time. Exactly. Maybe six months from now will be your time. Maybe a year. And you know what? Maybe it will never be your time, and that's okay too. You know, I always tell the, the kids I train, I tell my kids, I tell adults, I tell everybody, you just all you, all you could do in life is give your best. Right. Truly give your best. If you give your best day in, day out, day in, day out, if it doesn't work out, at least you did your best. You know what I mean? But don't bullshit yourself like, oh, I kind of did it, then I started, I stopped. Man, consistency is the key. You know, so that's life, man, you know? Timing, put in the work, sweat, bleed, 
you know, find balance, learn to step back. There's so much involved, you know, like it's not just one way, you know. Um, and I was telling Alex, I was like, man, you guys can listen to all the podcasts in the world. There's so much information there. But then sometimes it could be information overload. You know, what about just going and doing the thing? Right. Implementation's key. You know? You want to make sure you're... Yeah, man, just go and start. Start. Just move forward. Day in and day out. Move forward. And before you know it, you know, all, every day I have students come to me, hey, Sensei, how do I get better cardio? How do I get this better? How do I get this? How do I get this? And then the only thing I say is just show up. Just show up. And they think, like, I'm bullshit. I'm like, being serious, just show up. And before you know it, one day it's going to click. Right. You know, boom. Oh, shit, look, I'm doing it. Yeah, when I was in high school, my uh, kickboxing coach would always say, stop trying. He, you know, he'd always yell at us. He'd be like, do this move. He'd be like, well, I'm trying. He's like, shut up. Don't say try. You, you don't try. You do. Right? You do. Trying is the, the attempt to fail doing is actually doing and you know I think Yoda said the same exact thing but you touched on some really important things which timing um, you know spirituality God for sure you know sometimes it's never your time right sometimes you are the opportunity for someone to get better right and and that was your role in life possibly and, and you like you said if you give yourself 100% um, you've done your best so give it 100% again this podcast again was started um, I was having a conversation. We had a phone call, like an emergency phone call with a client. And it's been a couple months we've been working and things are going in the right way. And th- there were some things on their end that, that you know, they kind of messed up that didn't allow us to do our job. And I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, man, don't you guys understand? There's a process to it all, right? There's a commitment. There's consistency. If you allow us to do our job and you fix the things on your end, we can be successful, right? So let's get all the bad things out of the way and move forward so you can see the promise. I mean, we've showed you the promise with some of our other clients. You just gotta sometimes get out of your own way and let me do my job. Um, and I was listening to a podcast and, and one of the, uh, the the podcasters, which was actually a, a preacher I was listening to, said this verse. We love the promise and not the process and it goes through everything in life and, and that's why I, uh, I wanted to use it. But again, all right, so ending the podcast, man, this was awesome, I always enjoy talking to you. And favorite color? Favorite color? Blue. Favorite word? Oos. <laughs> favorite place to go? My home. Meal? Um, my wife's uh, chicken schnitzel and with french fries. Nice. If you weren't doing jujitsu and teaching, what would you be doing different? Helping people somehow, man. I don't know what, but something with helping, something with coaching. Before I found jujitsu, I was thinking, you know, like to be maybe a football coach or some type of coach, teacher. Any more kids? Not that I, not, not as of now. <laughs> not as of now. <laughs> All right, Sensei Yanni, this is awesome, man. Thank you Ooh, so much brother. for taking the time. Thank Always you. amazing. Pleasure, Thank bro. You. Love you, man. Thanks so much for listening to SEO Happy Hour with We Do Web Content. For more great content and to stay up to date, go to wedowebcontent.com and we'll catch you next time.